thanks for joining us for an episode of Everyday Theology, where we connect theological truths to everyday believers. Uh, we're ordinary pastors, and we communicate theology and the truth of scriptures uh, to ordinary believers just like you. Today, I have with me Don Matchett, who is, uh, I think I'm going to get this wrong, probably, Director of Church Relations. Is that right? Director of Development. That was close. Yeah, close. Church Relations, yeah. Uh, yeah. But Brother Don, it's good to have you. Good to be here, Ben. Thanks we've, for the invitation. Uh, yeah, we've known each other for quite a long time. And uh, so this is uh, good to catch up and good to have conversation. Today, what we're going to talk about is uh, missions, why it exists, um, and sort of what our purpose is as a church, what our purpose is as individuals, and, uh, and see if we can uh, talk for about 30 minutes. So before we get going, um, give us just a little bit of background on you you grew up, how you got to your role at IM. Okay, well, um, I was a pastor in uh, Arkansas and um, quite satisfied with my church and where I was at, and um, I got a letter in the mail one day from the state, and they had started a new position, mission director of the state of Arkansas, and uh, well, I knew immediately when I read the letter that I was being drawn uh, to that position. And, um, you know, quite honestly, um, th there was no reason. Um, it was certainly lots of people in Arkansas that were more qualified and better suited for that position. So, but anyway, I went through the process and was hired and uh, I was, um, I had a great career. I believe it was a great career for, oh, um, well, it was 14 years I was in that position. And um, then uh, Clint Morgan asked me to join the IM team. I believe it was April of 2017. And then I started, um, no, it was April of 2018. And then I started that October. So, um, and learned a lot. And uh, hopefully I've contributed a lot. So um, I think things are going well. Well, that's, uh, it's, it's, that's where we met was that those 14 years at the state office. Cause I was, my dad was executive director and we got to yep. hang out. We sang a little bit together. We did. And we, we sang three or four times together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, that's, that's a wonderful story of God's providence in your life and how he led you to where, at, where you're at now. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's go big picture for a second. In, in, in one concise paragraph, maybe word uh, or blurb here, um, could you maybe just summarize what you believe the mission of God is in the world um, as, as it pertains to his working in the world? Yeah, um, <clears throat> in, I, I, it's almost like you have to start in reverse. The, the mission of God is to have more worshipers so that um, because he's worthy of our worship. And so along that line, uh, he has sent forth the method, method to, in order for that to happen. And that's through the gospel of Jesus Christ to be um, sent out throughout all the world uh, through his people. Yep. And that happens in a lot of different ways. Right? It does that happen in a lot of different in, ways. Yeah. It, it, it happens in many different elements of mm -hmm. life and many different aspects of 
uh, ministry and in familial ways and, and even individually. So um, specifically, let's talk about um, we know we know that individuals are possibly all of us are called to be on mission. Mm-hmm. Um, all of us as as believers who place our faith in Christ through repentance and belief um, ha, are, are called to maybe better terms here make worshipers I mean, the great commission is is to go and make disciples and that's that's what we mean by making worshipers god is a jealous god he, he wants our worship he desires our worship and we must do that give that worship to him and part of our worship is making more worshipers right so uh as far as individuals is concerned what might be some um some maybe key factors or key elements, uh, maybe some uh, kind of hints in your life that maybe God is calling you to do something like missions specifically. Yeah, I think uh, particularly to be a missionary is what you're talking about. Yes. Is, that, is that what we're talking about? So uh, statistically, um, I, I think the average person knows by the time they're 13 whether they're going to be a missionary whether they're called to be a missionary or not and um so there i think there is a a particular calling um now we could get into this you know the 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 discussion and argument about what calling is and are you called <laughs> to a place and all of that we don't have time for that yeah. do we yeah but no we don't, <laughs> no, we don't. but but i think um one of the things that I have said to uh, individuals is, you know, if if God has called you to missions, uh, you just can't ignore it. That seems to be, I, I was not called to be a missionary, so I was called to preach. And so I think there, there is some as- aspects about that that are synonymous in that when God calls you, it's always present. You just it's just always there. It's all, you're being always drawn to do what God is calling you to do and never goes away. So I think that that is an aspect of being called to missions. You know, it's um, God created you for that particular uh, job in that mission. And it's almost, this is, it's almost two sides of the same coin. You've got your call to, to, to ministry as it pertains to, pastoring churches well it's almost as if missions is doing that interculturally or internationally right um most of the time hopefully all of the time what we're doing is we're sending people to share the gospel in hopes of planting churches yeah exactly ultimately the missionaries are the ones who become the pastors of those churches yeah and so that's a desire that comes from god he he places in our hearts and we either uh, respond in yeah. Uh, well, just one little fine tune there. Um, our goal is not to send pastors. Right. Our goal is to send planters, and then you know we we desperately want nationals to come in and take those positions, and we you know, we perpetuate. We go to different right. places and plant new churches and put new nationals in there. And, you know, in essence, what we're trying to do is work ourselves out of the present job so that we can move on and start a new job, so to speak. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I think it'd be wise to uh, talk about 
what it means to be a missionary, the call of the missionary, because I hear, um, I've heard s- several people say everybody is a missionary. And um, I, I would disagree with that. Um, now, we are all on mission, uh, but the truest term of missionary, I really believe that there is a special calling to, to a mission field, whatever, wherever God may place you. Uh, but um, it sounds really ugly to say this, but if, you, if everybody is a missionary, it almost cheapens the term. So, um, and I am definitely open to be wrong on that, but, but here's the thing. If it's just a special calling, if I need a surgeon, I'm not going to go to just anybody, right? Uh, I'm not going to say, hey, Ben, I need heart surgery. Can you take care of (laughs) Yeah. So uh, it just is, there is a special calling uh, to that particular place. And so uh, we are not, we are all on mission. We are all called to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ in every part of the earth, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and most part of the earth, the, you know, that being our place to go. But, but uh, if we're honest, there's just a few who are called and who are capable of going to the ends of the earth. It just takes a special person for that. Well, you know, I mean, your, your analogy with the whole, the whole doctor and surgery thing, you don't call uh, a, a, a foot doctor or a guy who does knee replacements to do your heart surgery either, right. even though they're both doctors. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's true. So you don't, you don't, there's, I think you're right. It does, it does kind of lessen, have the term, kind of lessen its impact and its meaning Mm -hmm. if everybody's a missionary then okay well why didn't everybody go right you know and and also you know we have i think the biggest thing is i think it would be wise for christians to understand that everybody ought to be an evangelist yes Um, i think that's true we're all we're all called to to make disciples and that's 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 not necessarily this might sound off, but that's not necessarily missions across the world. Now, right. they're going to make disciples across the world, but not all of us are, are selling all we have and raising money to go to a third world country. Right. Because you, know, you can you can make disciples in your own family, you can do it in your community, or you can sense the calling of God to sell everything you have for his glory among the nations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's a good distinction. Uh, so so let's let's look at this and what what would it look like? Um, I want to I want to get just a, a short little excerpt here on what it would look like in, in a family. How, how, how do you um, how do you foster a, a love for the nations? Maybe just in your own home. It's funny you should say ask that question because even now we are wrangling with that idea because uh, even our if you look at our mission um you know we are about we are the sending agency of the the denomination so we we're sending out adults and we are uh, and then we have short-term missions where we send out adults we send out college students we send out uh teenagers through e-team but I, i think there is a little bit of a gap um, what are we doing with families, you know, because they need to be nurtured too. They need to be, um, 
they need to be educated in missions and those sorts of things. So, so I would say the first step uh, in a family uh, circle is just like everything else. It's it's the father and the mother's responsibility to to teach biblical doctrines and theology. So, and as missiology is a part of theology, it's a it's one of the five you know. Uh, uh, elements of theology. Therefore, it should be, you know, in the family's responsibility to, to teach about missions. So, yeah. and I think a lot of, and this is not a short excerpt, is it? It's turning to be a little bit, a little bit longer, but, uh, but yeah, but here's the thing. Um, there was a study that came out not too long ago that basically pointed out that most people who go to church if they can identify what the great commission is, they, they don't, they've heard of it, but they don't know what it means. So I think that proves to us that there's a, there's quite a lacking in the educational uh, elements in the home, in the church, when it, when it pertains to missions and other things too, that's just one thing. But um, so I think first of all, education about what missions is and, and even going beyond the five, um, great commission verses, you know, the, there's a thread of missions all the way through the Bible. And, and I think people, I, I hear people or pastors ask me, I've heard pastors say, uh, you know, I, I really want to preach on missions, but there's really just five verses in the Bible. So why, after I preach those five verses, what am I going to do after that? Well, I think that's a very small view of scripture because honestly, it really is. Just think about how um, connected each one of the, even if you take the popular stories in the Bible that we teach our kids, there is an element in all of those about how God wants to be known among the nations. And so that's, that's the very basis of where missions is in the Bible. Yeah, and I think it's a, a necessary uh, goal to also, as families and as parents, to to allow the Lord to take control of your children. Yeah. And that and that's hard, but but it's it's um it's it's very important and imperative that we as parents that that's the we dedicate them when they're kids but we don't want them to go when they're older. Right, right. And go ahead. Well, I was going to say, there's there's a there's a, a middle element in there too that I think it, that is extremely important. Um, I am the director of development, so you probably know where this is going, but we should teach our kids to give the mission. Yeah. You know, um, my family gives uh, to missions because, you know, it's the thing to do. But also, I want my son and my daughter to yes. give to missions because we are senders, and um, and so I think that's is as important as the goers. You know, it's the it's a dichotomy of missions. You have senders and goers. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's the role those who aren't called play. Right. A apart from prayer and short term missions, um, you know, the, the main thing for us here is to give. Mm -hmm. And so that's, um, 
that that's an important facet. So what about churches then? How, how are churches to be involved in this? What, what can churches do um, to be the senders or to give or, or um, kind of flesh that out for us? Yeah, um, I, I think uh, Danny Gasperson had one of the greatest statements that I think I've heard in a long time. Danny said that Zephyr Hills, where he was pastoring, he said when he started, he thought they were mission-minded, and it turned out they really just didn't mind missions. <laughs> and um, I, I, and the, <laughs> the term mission-minded, I'll be honest, I struggle with that a bit, because mission-minded is we've got missions on our mind. Yeah. We're thinking about missions. But reality is um, that's who the church is. That's the very DNA of who the church is. It is the church exists for the mission of God. The mission doesn't exist for the church. Yep. And I think Christopher Wright's actually one. I said that and I thought, wait a minute, that sounds familiar. I think Christopher Wright actually said that. So uh, we are about the mission. So uh, so if we if we approach missions in that aspect and say it's about everything that we do you know um then it has to permeate the church as a whole it's in our teaching it's in our preaching it's in uh our prayers it's in our giving uh and even in our fellowship uh missions is a part of that um and you know i'm i am working for i am but you know, there's many facets, I think, you, as you stated earlier, about what missions look like. And some of that is local. So, you know, church really needs to be involved locally, uh, it, be involved with their state, be involved with the, the national programs, and also internationally. Um, and, you know, there's, there is a good reason to be a part of an agency, too. Um, so when a church does those things, they, you know, a church doesn't have time to, um, to sort out the budgets for a mission. They don't have time to raise the money. They don't have time to make sure that the missionaries are qualified. Uh, they don't have time to make sure the missionaries, believe it or not, that missionaries are actually doing what they're supposed to be doing, you know? Yeah. So that's why when we get beyond ourselves, beyond the local missions and probably state, you can certainly be involved in state missions for sure. But when you get into the national and the international, that's why it's so important to be involved with a, a strong agency. Well, the agency just as you know, when you, when you have the hub of hundreds, thousands of churches, you can do that much more. I mean, that's a no brainer. Right. right. <laughs> um, so Maybe just one more thing here. How would you direct a church, say there, there's no missions giving, um, that there's, there's no, uh, there's no mission mindedness. I know we just talked about that word, but it's uh, okay. But there's we, no I still use it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Um, how would you direct a church to maybe, uh, move in that direction? That's a good question. Um, because honestly, there there's usually at this at this point, if there's a church that's not engaged in missions, there's some reason. Uh, it could be 
you know, um, something that happened in the past could be uh, just some idea of um, some theology. Um, there's several reasons. So if I were talking to a pastor that who wants to be a part of a mission, but their church is not involved, I think you have to go to the root of what the issue is and try to address that root of where the problem is. Uh, but, you know, beyond that, it's really just education. I keep saying that word education, but Ben, you wouldn't believe how many churches that I have been to and uh, uh, sitting at the back door and, and they, people say, I didn't know we had international missions agency, free will Baptist churches. So it's about education and it begins with the pastor. It has to begin with the pastor and, and, and a pastor who's willing to see it all the way through. Um, if, if you're in a church that's not giving the missions, again, there's probably some reason that they're not giving and it's not going to be a cakewalk. You're going to have to wade through uh, some missions theology, missiology, um, uh, wade through even sometimes things like translations, um, you know, it, it, and other things. So do hit those things head on, keep teaching the scriptures and keep putting it in front of your people. And, and, and this sometimes is a very slow process, but if you're willing to do it, people will begin to follow. And, uh, and, and then once you get a few, then more begin to follow. And then you start gaining momentum. I've often uh, heard wise, older wiser pastors say that the pulpit drives the church. And that's true. Basically, yeah. you know, what, what you are, um, what you get excited about, your people will get excited about. Exactly. Um, that's but, so true. but if you're not excited about something, yet you want your people to get excited about something, that doesn't work. Yeah, you're right. So it's got, and all of us ought to have a zeal and desire to see the nations, right? Uh, you know, hear the gospel and respond. Right. Um, well, and I think it's wise too. Um, again, if any pastor that's listening to this, you need to do this in, with love and care. But I think it's good to listen to all of those excuses. You know why we're not involved in the mission of God, and there's so many. Um, one, one that I often hear is, um, I think we, we all do more here at home. You probably have heard that excuse. <laughs> and, uh, and to that, I say, absolutely. You absolutely should be, do more, to be doing more at home. In fact, um, I think the last study, there's something like 93% of Christians will never share the gospel with anybody in their lifetime. So that is absolutely the truth. But, but here's the thing. Um, we have the resources here to do just that. I mean, we have the people. We have the money. We have the, all of the resources uh, to reach out further and do more. Uh, but, um, you know, most of our resources, if we're, true about this most of our resources go right back into the local church most 
um, I think the average giving is 96% of the giving that's given to a church is given right back to the church. And then you have the other 4% that is given to various things. And uh, like 1% actually goes to reaching the unreached. So um, it's, it's hard argument to overcome. If you look at it that way, how much more can we do? You know, because our people in the U.S., people are just inundated with the gospel. Um, how many churches are close to your place? Oh, Lord, probably, there's probably 15. Yeah. In a 10-mile radius. Yeah. So that's a, that's a, it's a pretty hard argument to justify. You've got 15 yeah. churches in, in one area. You know, when our, when our church, where I pastored, um, there were um, one, two, there's probably five churches in a, in a four mile radius of where my church, and they were free will Baptists, not including the assemblies and the first Baptist and all of that. There were five free will Baptist churches and all of them at that time. Well, at least three of them, including my church run, you know, 150 plus. So, um, we just, we just have churches everywhere. And there's no excuse. Right. Yeah. yeah, so we we ought to be involved. That's really, I mean, there's no excuse for us to to not at least do more than what we're doing. And, yeah. and uh, ultimately, this goes back to, are we involved in the mission of God? And, yes. And uh, do we really want to see the nation's hear the gospel right and if not then don't do more but if so then 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 let's let's do it so uh, i want to end with uh just some little um quick hitters okay this is going to be fun um i want uh just a couple things you can take a couple minutes to answer just quick answers whatever uh dream car or favorite car dream car favorite car Car? Yeah, dream car. Okay. Well, I would have to say the new mid-engine Corvette. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to go old. Well, I, I would probably would have, but uh, I got to drive a mid-engine Corvette the other day, and I'm just going to say it's pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, here we go. Um, okay, so I know you. You like guitars. If you had a dream right. guitar what would you want oh okay a um a new uh paul reed smith uh mccarty 594 right um okay. you, do what i was just gonna I, well i was, you, you asked a question and then i thought i could really dive off in detail but you said short so i better <laughs> yeah i know i'm sorry i better I keep it simple that. I almost asked you what your favorite banjo was, but oh uh, yeah, uh, a broken one. Yeah, the one in the trash can. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, if you could go, if you and your wife could go anywhere in the world, where would you want to go? Oh wow, uh, you see, so you messed up and you said me and my wife. We were Sorry. just going opposite ends of the spectrum. She go, she go back to Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, that's where she'd go. She'd go back to Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to go to, um, I'd love to go to Australia 
and uh, my degree is in is from South Africa. I'd love to go to South Africa. Yeah. So, yeah, probably one of those two. Okay. Um, let's do one more. Favorite uh, book? It doesn't have to be a biblical book. Favorite favorite book you've read? Favorite book you're reading right now? Oh, that's a good one. Um, we. Okay, this is really strange. Uh, Osmer, uh, Practical Theology. I just finished that book. Really good. I like Four yeah. Lines, Systematic Theology, uh, but I am glad there is an index because it's all over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It's a lot. It's heavy. <laughs> uh, I, I do read a lot of books that people probably would not want to, a lot of marketing books and a lot of uh, uh, messaging books, um, Storyline by Donald Miller. I just, uh, I've read that one two or three times. Um, so lots of good books out there. Yeah. Well, those are all good recommendations. Oh, here's uh, one too. Oh, yeah. I, this is really good one. Uh, I just finished, um, uh, David Garrison's book on, um, wins in the house of Islam, man it'll rock your world. It really just talks yeah. about how, you know, we, we don't think that we can reach Islam and God's reaching them anyway. It's just, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, this has been a great conversation. Uh, it's been so good to catch up. Uh, so brother Don, thanks for coming on, uh, and, uh, conversing with us for a little bit. Awesome. I enjoyed it. Oh, dear listener. We hope that uh, you've enjoyed this conversation and that this truth reaches you uh, with uh, God's fervent favor on you and for his glory.